0: The Sports sports. Stance. Soup Bork Bowl. The man who I dream of every night, Tom Brady. Uh, The granddaddy of them all. Uh, The Grand Bob. This is the big one
1: guys welcome to the sports dance podcast with greg and james i'm the second part and with me as always he's on the replacement squad for lebron's all-star team it's greg cowan everybody what's happening baby
0: dude seriously it's a curse i don't know what it is you know i boogie went down and i was like fine then i saw the video of Chris Stops getting hit in the face and i was like okay maybe there's something on to this then john wall now kevin love you know like if i'm bradley beal or any of these other guys i might just pull out i might just be like you know what i'm not even participating
1: yeah, Steph's team was already the better squad, and then all of a sudden this this step with LeBron. Is there any bigger encapsulation of LeBron's career where it kind of everything looks good on the surface, but things are slowly falling apart underneath him?
0: Yeah. Uh, wait, hold on. I think we just skipped over. You thought Steph's team is already the better team out of the two before the injuries? Yeah. Like, that's crazy. That makes no sense. What are you talking about? Me no way if you look at that squad, that it's better than LeBron's team with Boogie, AD, KD, uh, Brody, just in general as the first reserve. Like, there's no way that team's worse than Steph's team. How is Steph's better? Give me, give me just even like one reasoning. I'm pulling it up. Let's see here. Um, full rosters here. I know this is our Super Bowl episode, but still, like, this just blows my mind.
1: The uh, uh, 2K uh, simulation officially has Steph's team beating LeBron's team quickly, just as, a, just as an FYI, so I'm not wrong. Um, okay. Yeah, are, so Curry's team is Harden, DeRozan, Curry, Kumpo and Joel Embiid. And uh, LeBron's team is Kyrie, KD, Anthony Davis, Boogie. Uh, who is the other one that I'm missing here? Who is the shooting guard? No,
0: and then LeBron.
1: And LeBron, yeah, yeah. So let's let, let's go ahead and let's go ahead and take a look here. The best the best best player on LeBron's team is Kyrie, and that's kind of not even close. <laughs> Wait, what? Uh, you know, Kevin Durant's not bad, but outside of that, Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins play on the same fucking team, and they're not. They're barely five hundred.
0: Well, it's because they have nobody else on that team except the two of them. It's really they each have to have forty points a night to have a shot. Every single person
1: besides Giannis on Team Curry can can make threes, dribble, shoot, pass, and then freaking you have Joel Embiid and Giannis. Those are two unicorns. It's crazy. No, this team yeah. is already better. Plus, you've got Green and Thompson and coming off the bench. No, this is I, I, I know that the the knee jerk reaction is to look at Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins and be like, oh man, it, it, LeBron's team is basically Kevin Durant and LeBron. And then everyone else is kind of just gonna, you know, be in the background here. Steph Curry's team is better.
0: All right, fine, whatever. But even is it this? They made it interesting, right? This year, it's like the actual winner team gets like money or something this year to try to get them. I don't paid. know.
1: Even if they do, it's not that much money to be honest with you. Like, and I mean, like, there's there's some money involved in the Pro Bowl, but like those con- NFL contracts are shorter and uh, it's like
0: after the season thing, yeah
1: yeah exactly this isn't this is not it's this is not going to be a good game funny stretch the imagination
0: i think it's like a grand per player for the winning team but at least it's something to maybe make it slightly more i don't know yeah probably i don't think so but james we're not here we're not here to talk nba james we're not here yeah i
1: slipped i slipped it in uh, i slipped it
0: in it was a little uh there's a little precursor before we get into the real deal. I figured. I mean, we haven't we haven't been here for a while. You need to get your NBA talk out a little bit. It gets all pent up, and uh, you know I understand it. But we're here to talk NFL Super Bowl. We never even made playoff picks, but we both were going to say Eagles Patriots because I'm an Eagles fan. You're a Pats fan, and we got the dream matchup that we wanted. Not exactly the players that we want in it for certain teams and their starting quarterbacks, but you know we're here and we have to deal with it. Yeah. Um so yeah. we're gonna talk Super Bowl. Um what do you want to cover, Greg? Uh we're gonna cover it all, but first before anything, James, any big news you want to share with our listeners?
1: Um, not really. Things have been going well. Uh <laughs> just been just been going, you know. Did you like anything single. enough
0: to put a ring on it? Oh, you mean that? Yeah, yeah. You know, we haven't done this in a while, so people don't know about that because we haven't talked about it.
1: Yeah, well I my myself uh and my my good friend Samwise Gamgee uh we had a uh, a mission given to us by our mentor kind of leader his name is Gandalf um hmm. to bring a special ring uh to the land of Mordor um it's a very well, i would probably take me 3
0: movies worth of time to tell you the whole thing yeah but uh, short. Long story short, you got engaged, so congratulations on that. Thank you. Thank you very much. I did get
1: engaged. Um. So sorry to her for having to <laughs> deal with me for the rest of time. That's that's that can't be easy. I got to be honest with you.
0: But congrats to you for convincing her you're a good enough person to say yes to that.
1: Yeah. Congrats to me. I, I'm I am coming out the winner in all of this. She might get a very Obviously. expensive piece of jewelry and all the adoration and whatnot, but. I'm playing the long game here and I think I'm gonna come out on top on that one.
0: It's a smart choice. i have I've learned already that, you know, I'm slowly creeping back in and I'm getting the smarter I look smarter and smarter every day in my marriage. Yeah. She, I'm not always she's right. Gonna
1: get the short, she's gonna get the short term, you know, benefits here of, of getting a nice dress and everyone talking about, you know, how beautiful she is, et cetera, et cetera. But in the long term, you know, she's she has to come back home to me. And that yeah. as everyone who's ever encountered me uh, knows that's a lot.
0: It is. And, uh, you know, most wives have to deal with that with their husbands, but the husbands always come out on top because we get to be happily married to our wives. And as long as they're happy, we're happy. And there you go. now both of our significant others can be happy that we said nice things about them. Very So good. now we can move on because that's really the only thing important in either of our lives. My most important thing is I'm going to remodel my kitchen. Very good. So
1: keep, yeah. keep us updated. <laughs>
0: Yeah, oh, I will. You know, I'll just put like pictures all over because that's people. What people want: sports and uh, kitchen remodels. Sounds good.
1: <laughs> uh, cool, man. Right,
0: back, back to the big game. Uh, yeah. we'll see the Super Bowl because you know, if the NFL for some reason ever listens to us, they can like come after us in lawsuits for yeah. some odd reason.
1: Yeah. Hi, NFL. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Always nice to meet a yeah, fan. So nice of you,
0: Roger. Know you're a big fan. Uh, Autograph copies are coming your way of the podcast, so you know, look out for that at NFL headquarters. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we're doing physical copies now, right? Yeah, well, we figured we'd go like old school, new school, you know, put it online, but also put on V8 tapes, not V8. Yeah, we're <laughs> releasing vinyl just... copies of the podcast. Everyone can
1: put yeah, it on their A-trax, favorite, you know, favorite turntable, t- awesome. turn yeah. Exactly.
0: It's a special thing in honor of your style of listening to music, James, because I know you love the vinyl. Yeah, <laughs> Right, yeah, there you go. I'll, uh, I'll just load up on sports stands. That'll be it. <laughs> A great collection it's a collector's item i've heard yeah there's only like two copies <laughs> all right um so we have the Eve and patriots as we said yeah uh we're in massachusetts so i'm right in dead center of patriot country which It'd is awful as an eagles fan yeah no yeah, doubt it's pretty bad well it's always been awful i get everything this time this, this time it it really yeah no it's been pretty awful uh i've been with my wife who back then girlfriend When the first time the Eagles and Patriots played in the Super Bowl and I had to deal with already hearing once every year about, hey, remember how my team's in the Super Bowl or AFC Championship and yours isn't and we beat you the only time you made it to the Super Bowl? Yeah. So I'm hoping that doesn't happen again. But it might. And we're going to talk about the reasons why it could happen, why it may not happen, and we might even throw some prop bets into it for today. All right, shoot. So we're going to get right into it. Uh, You know, so Gronk was just cleared yesterday. Yes. Uh, the big question going into the game is, can either team stop the other's high flying tight end? If so, who's going to be the guy that steps up on defense to stop them?
1: Well, I don't so think all that. Good
0: to you as I'll take the Gronk side, you take the Ertz side. Who on the Patriots do you think could stop Zach Ertz?
1: So I don't think that Ertz is actually going to be the problem for the Patriots. And here's what I here's what I mean by that: uh, the Patriots don't really. Um, Ertz isn't like the physical specimen that Gronk is. Like, yeah, obviously he's a big, huge tight end that can catch and run. Yeah. Like, that That sounds – so in that sense, yes, he's kind of from a similar mold. But Ertz is not the reason why the Patriots might have trouble with the Eagles' offense. Patriots have never, you know, had like a big-name target uh, kind of, you know, um, shred them, shred them on any side of the ball, you know? Like, when's the last time that like going into – uh, a game, the Patriots kind of have, have let up a huge game to the team's primary target. Terrell I would Owens.
0: Say, yeah.
1: Terrell Owens <laughs> in 2005. Yep. And I would probably say that, uh, you know, the chiefs game with Kareem hunt was, was a, uh, was a candidate for it, but we didn't even know that Kareem Hunt was like Kareem Hunt at that point. So I don't, Maybe I don't even Ty know if Tyreek Hill
0: Because didn't Tyreek Hill like Ty a 70-yard?
1: Yeah, but even that was like kind of... So I guess my only point is whenever someone comes in and says like, oh, this is the main weapon that's going to have to have a big game against the Patriots, they don't have one. Even Julio Jones in the Super Bowl last year didn't really have one. Um, you know, whenever we play the Steelers, it's always Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell. They're going to have huge yeah. games and they only have okay games. So Zach Ertz is like the main weapon that I think it, it, that everyone would focus on. I don't think that he's going to have a big game. Where I think that the Patriots are going to struggle a little bit more is not necessarily guarding tight ends, but that exact same thing that kind of gave them trouble against the Jacksonville game. Uh, in the Jacksonville game, it's like the it's the it's the threat of the ground game um, with the, with the play action and the RPOs. Everyone's super super fond of calling them RPOs now, that's fine. Whatever yeah. want to call them. Those crossing routes after uh, after a play action or uh, you know a read pass option, I think that that is what's going to give the Patriots a little bit more trouble. Because when you think about the Jacksonville game, the Patriots came in uh, and had a lot of trouble in the first you know two two and a half quarters of uh, stopping this offense. Because every single time they stacked the box thinking they were going to run with Fournette, and Bortles made the correct pass and the guy was wide open more often than yeah. not. Um, but the problem with Jacksonville, I think, was that a. Beloteles is limited, and b. The offense that they were running was uncreative. So when all of a sudden you have a better play caller and a better passer with slightly better options come in, you know, can they extend that two and a half quarters of dominance to, you know, the three or even four quarters? You know, yeah. can the Patriots stop that consistency go for four three quarters? Three and a half
0: quarters for the Eagles to have a shot of this because they can slip up for a half a quarter maybe but they got to go strong for at least three and a half of them.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, uh, you know, that's, I think that that's where I'm coming from for it. So Ertz is definitely a, uh, you know, Er Ertz is a threat. There's no doubt about it. Like, I think that you'd be an idiot if you said that he wasn't a threat, but I don't think that he's like the main person that the pay, uh, the the main uh, candidate that the Patriots fans should be worried about. I think they should be much more worried about uh, Ajay and Blunt and then, you know, having to stop those guys. Like if, if, if Blunt and Ajay rip off like, First down runs for five and six yards pretty consistently. That's, That's when you know the Patriots is. are in trouble because then they're gonna get susceptible to that re- that uh, RPO stuff. And whatever you want to say about Nick Foles,
0: he's a former pro bowler and he'll make those throws. Hey, Pro Bowler MVP, and you don't forget that. That's a yeah. huge thing. That's something Tom Brady does not have under his belt, I gotta exactly. say. Exactly. So yeah. it gives me a lot of confidence. Uh yeah, so I kind of agree with you. The Patriots always find a way to kind of get rid of that main key X factor on offense. Ertz is probably gonna be that guy just because you know, when you look at him, he's kind of like a Travis Kelsey, I would say more so than any other tight end in the league. Very good at, you know, make, keeping up with defenders, has the speed to get past him. has the size to beat him. Uh, and so that might give some challenges depending on if the Patriots decide to focus on trying to slow down the running game, the running backs out of the backfield, because let's be honest, Alshon Jeffrey is going to go up against Gilmore Butler and he's going to have the size. He'll probably get a few up top catches, Aguilar is kind of like the Amendola type where he's going to be underneath doing stuff like that. Erx is going to be the guy that you got to keep your eye on because he's going to be everywhere all over the field. You don't know what his necessary route's going to be. He's going to change it up. But I think the Patriots will key on that. Uh, looking on the other side, though, with Gronk, I think the main thing that he was going to have to do is they're going to have to hit him at the line and hit him hard because, you know, he just got cleared yesterday from concussion protocol. He hasn't had a lot of practice. Uh, he might be a little timid you know, at times, depending on how he gets hit, not timid, like he's not going to, you know, still be gronk, but I think if he gets hit in the head or gets a little checked once in a while, it might throw him off just enough to make him like kind of be cautious in his routes. If he hears footsteps, he might, you know, he might have, he might drop a pass or two. You never know. I mean, but the only guy I can see on the Eagles that could maybe stick with him, cover him and control him to any extent is going to have to be a linebacker. And it's going to have to be Michael Kendrick's, because he's size wise, he's decent, and he's got the speed. He can go side to side. Uh, he's shown he can do coverage on tight ends. But I mean, both Gronk and Ertz are going to get their fair share. They're going to each probably have five or six catches for the Patriots to win. Gronk needs to have six or seven catches. I'm pretty sure, though.
1: Yeah, the I only get- the only uh, the only thing I, the only bone I have to pick with that argument is like I don't think that there's anything that's going to hesitate with uh, that, or make Gronk hesitant. Like. You know, I, I realize that he's just coming back from concussion protocol, but this guy has has had his fair share of injuries, and and there has been very little to no drop off from Gronkowski after he comes back from them. So no,
0: I know, I, but it's I, just I those with, things... I agree with
1: your, I agree with your, you know, analysis. Uh, other than you know the fact that I don't think that hitting him hard off the <laughs> line
0: is going to do anything unless they really hit him. Partly would slow down, down Brady's reads and getting throws out yeah. also. But, no, I mean, they're both going to get it, but I do think Gronk needs to get six or seven catches to have a chance for them to win because the Eagles' defense may not be Jacksonville's, but I do think in some ways their defensive line is better to get after Brady. And I think the outside is going to be taken away with Hogan and Amendola because I think overall defensively structured with Jenkins and everything, they have a better defense set up to take down Brady than the Jaguars did.
1: No, I agree because it's not it's – not, so everyone kind of puffs up Jacksonville's defense just because of those sack numbers, and I totally understand because they were pretty impressive. And but Jacksonville lets enough. up a lot of – Jacksonville lets up a lot of points, though, and a lot of those sacks just came on blitzes against bad quarterbacks. Yeah. You know, Jacksonville's schedule was absolutely horrible this year. I mean, they obviously awesome. have their own division, but they also played, like, Cleveland, and they played all these other teams that were just so bad. They played Deshaun Watson – or, excuse me, Deshaun Watson-less Texans twice this year and yep. got significantly uh significant pressure there and they had one game where they had goals. like yeah exactly so th- i mean so a- as much as you know uh jacksonville's defense has been kind of touted as this you know exemplary defense they let up a lot of points against yep. really good teams uh you know patriots but also against the steelers in that win in that first round the eagles defense is a lot more concerning for the patriots for a couple of reasons the cornerbacks are better um it's a lot more creative they do have uh, good guys up front even if it's not you know uh, the full on saxonville front 4 um, you know Calais I campbell and the like.
0: front 4 because well i got mean fletcher Calais cox. campbell is
1: a singular talent so uh, yeah. out, but outside of that you're probably right fletcher Cro- Fresh fletcher, fletcher cox chris long Tommy uh, both... yep uh, exactly so the key with the key with the eagles and we've been saying this now for 16 years or i mean i guess we can i guess we've been <laughs> saying it since the patriots kind of since Brady became Tom Brady, um, since think, the first so, Giants
0: win over them in a Super Bowl. Yeah, so
1: so basically the way that the the blueprint for beating Brady is uh, a it, it's it's getting pressure on him without bringing a blitz. Tom Brady is the is the best quarterback in the entire league. It's not even close uh, at uh, making completions quickly when a blitz is coming, but when when the cornerbacks uh, for the other for the opposing team, the opposing defense cornerbacks, uh, do a good enough job of staying with these precision routes, uh, and they get pressure on Brady from a four-man front. That's when you beat him. So that's that's gonna be the main question. And my so my my keys to this game kind of boil down to those two questions: Can those four-man fronts of the Eagles get pressure on Brady and eliminate those quick outs that? guys like Dollar are going to use um you know guys like even Chris Hogan occasionally going to use and the, and the running backs coming out of the backfield because Brady loves those guys and then can um you know can the Patriots stop an RPO uh and especially and those running backs on first down if if those things uh, don't go the Patriots way I think this game is going to get out of hand pretty quickly if those two things do go pay the, to the Patriots way and you see them moving the ball pretty easily and you see them stopping those running backs on first down I think it's going to be a blowout yeah, to be honest with
0: you. No, I, I completely agree. I mean, the biggest thing is going to be you got to have seven guys drop. That four man rush has to get pressure. And I looked it up because all I ever hear about Brady is how quick he gets the ball. He gets it out super fast. Yeah, he's one of the quickest in the game. But surprisingly, I looked up his numbers and it's his time to throw. I actually ranked 24th this year. He's 2.7 seconds. And I mean, it's literally tenth of a second to differentiate him. Sure. Yeah, no, but it's real. But still, yeah, I mean, it makes the difference. But, I mean, I feel like he's quicker than that. I feel like he gets it out usually in like two seconds flat. It seems like every time you see videos, guys are literally kind of like one Mississippi, two Mississippi, and the ball is out. And the Eagles have talked about it. Fletcher Cox has talked about it, Brandon Graham. I mean, they know they have to rely on the guys behind them to spread out throughout the field and cause enough confusion to really stop Brady. And the thing that's interesting, I saw this stat also, is Against Jim Schwartz defenses, Tom Brady is six and one. Really? He's only lost once, and it was a game where I think it was a meaningless game. And he was out at like halftime. So but it counted against him. So I thought that was interesting. They said but they also said in the past Schwartz blitzed him a lot. And the only stats they could take from this year where the Eagles faced a quarterback similar to Brady was against Alex Smith. And I guess it was just for quick release, getting things off. He only blitzed him eight percent of the time. And I think the Eagles only gave up 21 or 24 points that game, which if you can hold the Patriots to 24 points, I may take that as an Eagles fan because after seeing what they did against Minnesota, I have some confidence in this offense again. And like you said, uh, you know, if the RPO action starts working for them, if they get the few big chunk runs on the first down, second down, if Blunt can, you know, do what he did all the past two seasons for the Patriots and has done for the Eagles many times this year and get those four or five yard big time runs, it could get ugly really quickly for the Patriots. But again, it could also get really ugly for the Eagles if none of that happens. And I've seen a lot of the scores that I've seen predictions on have been in the mid-20s, 27-20, 27-24. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of that for both teams. But I have seen a few that either think the Eagles are going to win like 38-10 to or the Patriots are going to win like 45-7. to like, I really don't think sports. that the Patriots would come out of a Super Bowl only scoring ten points. I got to be honest with you. That's it. Oh no, I don't either. But that's that's what I've been seeing, and it's yeah. kind of like I'm trying to figure out how they're getting to that idea. But I guess if you think somehow the defense is going to be that dominant after what they did to the Vikings and they were decent against the Falcons, only giving up ten. But then again, they were both home games where the Eagles have shown at home they are a dominant defense where they aren't as much away. There's also in a neutral field, so who knows what's going to happen.
1: Yeah. Um. Quickly, to follow up on one of your points, you are talking about the speed at which Tom Brady gets the ball out. Uh, that's an important stat, but I also don't know if that paints the whole picture because a lot of times he does have a pretty decent line, so he has a lot of time. And he's yeah. gotten a little bit better at moving in the pocket. So the stat that I like to use is his QBR when he's pressured. And this year, Tom Brady led the league in QBR when he was pressured. It wasn't even close. He was over 20 points higher than the next closest person. Who's so, the next closest? Me, what?
0: I said, who's the next closest? Carson Wentz. I knew
1: it. Yeah. Um, so Carson Wentz was the next closest. Fortunately, Carson Wentz isn't coming in this game. Yeah. Um, but he's... But he is uh Tom Brady is also the only one who had over a one hundred QBR when he was getting pressured. Yep. So that that speaks a little bit more to uh, you know, the uh you know what he does against the blitz it's not necessarily getting the ball out quickly it's recognizing who's coming and blitzing packages yeah and and being able to react they always have the route or
0: whatever ready for it it seems
1: right exactly but blitzing is never going to be what beats brady you know blitzing hasn't beat brady since those ravens and jets teams from the early 2010s yeah that's that's not what's going to beat brady what's going to beat brady is the same thing that always occasionally beats brady when he gets caught off guard which is again those those cornerbacks that you guys have that are are going to be able to cover our kind of uh, our, our our guys, um, and you know whether or not they can uh, get that four man pressure on them. So the, uh, the the other question to me is: There's two. The the Patriots have four uh, four kind of levels of attack. I would call it um, four areas where you need th- that. And this is kind of what makes them so dangerous: is you have four areas where you really need to focus on if you're a defense. You have the speed area with Cooks, the speed and deep threat area with Cooks. You have the kind of all-around athletic freak, but also red zone threat with Gronkowski. Yep. You have the kind of slot and precision route running with Amandola and then occasionally Hogan. Although Hogan's a pretty good deep threat as well. <laughs> and then you have the the kind of swing pass out of the backfield, little uh, quick, quick route, get them open in space, running backs and Lewis, but then also yeah. White and former Burkhead.
0: Eagle Deion Lewis. Screw that guy.
1: Yeah, definitely. So I guess the question is, you know, are, is the the Eagles defense has never had to really deal with anything like that yes like like against the vikings for example Phelan and Diggs, while they're both very good are both similar type
0: wide receivers right no i would say actually i was gonna if you didn't make the point about the vikings i was gonna point to the falcons game actually with julio sanu and then you have freeman out of the back a lot they don't have the tight end freak they have hooper who is not bad but for the most part they still contained julio they still contained freeman yeah, they got three of the four things down. It's really just, Gronk is literally the X factor that no team knows how to deal with. Yeah, definitely. I was kind of hoping he wasn't going to get cleared, but uh, you know that's what dreams are made for. Yeah, that'll never happen. No. He was going to play no matter what. How he wasn't cleared earlier, I don't know. I'm pretty sure his test just had to be like, "Hey, what number comes between 68 and 70?" And he would have been cleared. And I don't get how.
1: Yeah, you got me. I mean, he, I, I think they they're they're trying to go under a pretense of taking it seriously but there's no chance that he wasn't no. in the
0: they just didn't know what I'm talking earlier this week maybe that's what it was <laughs> um, do you want to make an, a, an official prediction for the uh, game I will uh, you know I gotta I have to go with the Eagles just because yeah I mean if I don't it's just sad but I actually do think they have a good enough shot I believe in the defense I believe in that front four the eight guy rotation I think will be strong enough to potentially get to Brady a few times and uh, you know, fingers crossed that, you know, he just has like a broken hand, you know, I won't wish anything serious, but that takes him out of the game. And Brian Horace has to somehow step in because that would be a dream. Uh, so I'm going to go with Eagles winning. I'm going to go with, I'm going to go 27, 23, but I think it's going to end with a Patriots drive where they get like two or three shots into the end zone from like only like 25, 30 yards away. Right. To make it interesting. It, that's what I believe. I mean, granted, that's what my heart wants to believe. My head tells me differently, but I'm going to go with my heart 27 23, Eagles win. And MVP is going to go to. I'm going to give it to Malcolm Jenkins. I think he makes a pick, gets a sack, and has like eight or nine tackles.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, so I've been racking my brains about uh, my brain about this for. Uh... You know, for for a little bit here, I, I trying to figure out. So every all these arguments that I've played out in my head about what, how the Eagles could beat uh, the Patriots, um, they all make a lot of sense to me. Like the Eagles could do it with the RPOs, they could do it with the front four. Um, you know, Foles did look pretty good. Peterson's a better play caller. The defense has kind of looked shaky all year. Um, all that kind of stuff. And I just keep coming back to the fact that Nick Foles was benched in 2014 <laughs> and was traded to the Rams and couldn't beat out Sam Bradford for a starting job. And then was traded to the Chiefs and was back up to Alex Smith and was a brat, back up to Carson Wentz for the time being until he played literally the game of his life two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Like, nope. you will never, he was he, he will never play a better game than that. Um, uh, against I, I don't say that. Maybe Sunday. No, you, you know, he physically <laughs> no, had he had a perfect passer rating. Yeah, I know any Eagles player like He's he will never impressive. play a better game than that. So I guess I can't. I. <laughs> I, I, as much as I want to see, I, as much as I think that you want this game to be competitive and, and keep thinking about logical reasons why the Patriots might not win, I can't envision a scenario in which Nick Foles beats, beats Bill Belichick. I really can't. No, I know. Unless he, has a, unless he has a horseshoe up his ass the same way that Eli Manning did for two Super Bowls in a row. Uh, and unless this front four turns into like, I
0: don't even fucking
1: know. I mean, it's got to, it, it, it's literally got to be like, you know, the, like it has to be I the think 85 Bears. To-
0: I think they're similar to the line of Strahan with uh, O.C. and I don't even know who their defensive tackles were. But outside know, in... Strahan's a Hall of Famer. O.C. Uminiora was a multi-time pro bowler. I mean, these guys were like...
1: this was That was a world-beating front four. And then, you, and then they still needed Eli
0: Manning to make the greatest play in Super Bowl history to come yeah. back and beat this team. I'm hoping at the end of the game, Nick Foles gets up on stage and he rips off his mask and it's actually Eli the whole time because that's the only that could be a logical way.
1: Well, I hope so too, because Eli threw over 20 interceptions around this year. So I kind of <laughs> hope that it's him as well. Look, all I'm trying to say is I don't see it. I, I, I as much as I really want, uh, I really want to kind of make a case because I hate going through a game super overconfident. I can't make a case where I think that the Patriots aren't going to win. I mean, I've you go back this... to one
0: factor. It's Tom yeah. Brady and I get it. It makes sense. It makes sense to everybody. But everybody in the league, I've heard countless things this week from Radio Row of... Everybody, everybody respects what the Patriots have done. Like I am a, I hate the Patriots with all my heart, but I can't deny what Brady and Belichick have done all these years. There are runs that they've gone on, Super Bowls, greatest tandem of all time, all these things. But even, even if I wasn't an Eagles fan, it's just you kind of just want to see somebody else win. Yeah, but that's not a reason to pick somebody else. I know, but it is for me.
1: <laughs> I guess I think that that's a that uh, I and uh, I, I think this speaks to a i think this speaks to a kind of a theme that's been running through the coverage of the super bowl It's just it's literally like i don't think that anybody else you know outside of philadelphia truly believes that the eagles are going to win that's what I, I think like actually actually believes like i think that it's you know you can you can pick the eagles to win
0: no this is one of um, the years i feel like been very lopsided of who everybody thinks is going to win
1: yeah, but it, and you could pick the Eagles to win because there's very little stakes for you to do that. But truly believes I don't think there's anybody outside of Philadelphia. I mean, I could be totally wrong. I don't talk to anybody outside of Philadelphia besides people in New England. You think it, obviously, <laughs> but you're a Philadelphia Eagles fan. Like I don't. I, I guess I people just don't like the Patriots. Like literally, like the New York Times are comparing the tri- the Patriots to um to uh, wealthy uh, white older like people who are screwing poor people. Like there was an op-ed about how the Patriots are like, you know, basically like uh, an encapsulation of all that's wrong with privileged white America. Well, yeah, and don't forget It's it. like
0: their quarterback, their owner, and their head coach all have very good personal relationships with our president. I totally get it, but it's like, people aren't picking with their brains. People no. are picking with their
1: hearts yeah. and their hearts are saying, I hate the new England Patriots. Because they win and they quote unquote they cheat, which is absolutely fucking ridiculous. But like that's they that's do. what they're saying. That so I I and I with my heart want the Patriots to win, but with my brain I'm also like they're not going to lose to Nick Foles. That doesn't happen.
0: So I saw one thing I, that said if they lose to Nick Foles, do they have to automatically give up all their other Super Bowl trophies? Because clearly, no, you know.
1: <laughs> no, I know, no, I'm no, you're exactly right. No. People
0: people are picking with their hearts, and yeah that's what we that's what we that's what sports is you pick with your heart you go with the underdog people have their heartstrings pulled you look at the teams they're a number one seed versus number one seed you would think it's like last year you would think split it up falcons patriots you could go everywhere across the country people believed in both teams that they could win this year you just don't have it you don't you have everybody basically saying i want the eagles to win but then they're like who do you think is going to win but then they go well, I think the Patriots are going to win, but I would like the Eagles to win. Like, I'm rooting for them, but I know this is going to happen. And it's just, I mean, even there's that part of my brain that's like, if I was betting money, I'd probably put it on the Patriots if I wanted to make money, but I'd have to put too much down to actually make anything. So, but it's just what it is. It's why we love sports. We like the underdog story. We hate the Goliath, especially when Goliath has been there for the past, 18 19 years doing the same thing over and over again and i mean you just get to a point you're kind of sick of it i mean if we see it in college football with alabama you saw it in baseball with the yankees forever i don't think there was ever an example in hockey because nobody pays enough attention to hockey but you know it happens in most sports
1: yeah i mean red wings i guess would probably be it's it's happening now with the warriors People
0: people don't like the penguins and cindy crosby yeah it's happening with the warriors and steph and everybody now even though though they've only won two of the last three and it's just kind of started up.
1: Yeah. But at the same time, like you wouldn't like, even if you would want, let's call it, you know, like if the Celtics went to the, went to the finals against the Warriors, I would obviously want the Celtics to win. But I wouldn't be a fucking idiot, <laughs> you no, know. Yeah, I know, I'd have to but be a crazy person to take it. There's a little bit of a less extreme. There's a little bit of a less extreme case in that because the Eagles probably do have a shot to win. It's the yeah. NFL after all. Yeah, it's a one-game
0: I... winner-take-all. Yeah. You're throwing all your best shots at once. Where the finals, you might have an off game and not worry too much.
1: I would just be really surprised if the Patriots lost that game. I guess I guess that's what I'm trying to say is no matter what, I would just probably be genuinely surprised if the Patriots lost this game.
0: A lot of people would be. The only thing that kind of keeps giving me any sort of hope as an Eagles fan, besides the fact that I have to believe in my team is looking at the different Patriots games and different wins they've had this year. They've had, had a lot of games where I've come down to the final few plays and they're just against a lot less superior, I guess, team or a team that's not had the experience and the, the team themselves blow up more than the Patriots actually, you know, win. like look at the Tampa Bay game, Jameis could have won that game on that last drive. You look at the Jaguars game, even they basically pulled a Georgia against Alabama and got too conservative. Uh, It's just a lot of different things. So it gives me hope because the Patriots have looked awful this year, especially their defense. But at the same time, you still have Brady and you can't do much about that.
1: And to kind of speak to that as well is like, that's, I don't know how much of that is actually teams messing up. It's, it's, is your team prepared for every situation? Like Belichick doesn't Coach Pete, coach just coaches team. Belichick coaches a team for for situation. They are the best team at situational football in the entire league. Oh yeah, no doubt. So, so are you prepared for the situation and the and these other and the answer usually is no for the other team and yes for the Patriots. <laughs> so, do you think the Eagles are gonna be prepared for certain football situations? They haven't had to really have to worry about that too much. No, were- I think
0: Peterson actually, like, yeah, he was a very non-flashy hire last year. But from everything I've seen and read and done research on, I actually think he's closer to, like, a Belichick mindset. He's I guess, not but, there, what's he, but what's the
1: evidence about that? I mean, the Falcons catch the ball, and in the in, 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 Falcons throw the ball to freaking Julio Jones in the end zone. You know, you're we're not even talking about
0: this. Uh, his foot would have been out, but, you know, that's not here or there. Uh, Amendola doesn't make that crazy circus catch last year. They don't have a... F- one they're not going for the blitz for six for the patriots like you can make a point for any single game uh what was the there was some patriots game earlier this year that they oh the pittsburgh game look at the pittsburgh game alone uh jesse james makes the catch uh maybe the jaguars beat the patriots in the divisional round and not the steelers like you could do it for every single thing that's what sports is all about one play decides everything yeah, maybe, but, but there, think... there's a track
1: record for the Patriots of this kind of thing, of, there, yeah, of them know. coming out yeah. on the other side of this. No. Like, There's no track record <laughs> of the Eagles for this.
0: I know. Patriots are like one of the luckiest teams ever in existence because you I can call it luck. That... I know you can call it luck. I know what you're going to say. It's not luck. It's preparedness. They're yes. prepared, yes. But you cannot say that every single time. There's not some luck involved. And over the past 18 years, all the crazy things that have happened, every single one seems to always favor the Patriots.
1: Yes, there's probably some luck involved, but I think that at some point it pushes beyond
0: luck. Yeah, no, like I, I understand that, that.
1: You know, I think that that's what I think that's what I'm trying to say is that it's like, you know, you can you can call the Patriots lucky, or you can call them pre, you know prepared. And I don't think that the Eagles have pushed beyond that yet. I think that's what I'm trying to no, say is haven't. that if it's it, you know, I don't I, I haven't seen anything from Peterson that tells me that he's a great coach. You won a, he won two playoff games, so yeah. that's usually a good sign. Um, or no. Uh, yeah two playoff games so that's a good so that's a good sign that's that's a very good sign from him uh, uh, you know he's got a he's got a great staff he's got a good defense i mean it looks everything looks good so
0: far everything was promising
1: yeah exactly but i mean I, everything was promising for you know, Mike Smith last year in fricking, or whatever his name was, who's the uh, Dan Quinn last year for Atlanta, <laughs> you know, and <laughs> Kyle Shanahan, everything looked promising for those guys too. And, yeah. you know, I think that you just, you come up against a team that's better prepared, more mentally tough um,
0: and ready to go. And who's been here, done that. And I, I would be hard pressed. Well, I've seen two things I thought about while we're talking about this, being prepared for everything. I heard Edelman on the radio yesterday. And uh, I was actually on, Barstool's new channel they were talking to the tight end for the Seahawks the day before Luke Wilson and they asked him like hey what was going through your mind at the end of the Super Bowl and he's like I was pumped I was ready and then it was like the worst thing that ever happened to me in my life when that ball got intercepted they asked Edelman what was going through his mind at that point they're like were you like oh man I can't believe what happened he's like no he goes I was going through my mind looking at the clock figuring what do we have to do in this two minute drill what are we going to run how are we going to do it what plays did we practice this week doing it he goes because we got prepared for every single situation ever because that's what Bill Belichick does. He goes he's we've prepared for 4 seconds left in a game uh in the pouring rain down by like 4 and we get the ball this yard line. What do we do? What's the specific play and we have to execute it. He's like with music blaring and I'm like, "Yeah, I get it. Belichick prepares you for I think Be- what makes Belichick great is he prepares the team for everything that's not the norm. So they're ready for yeah. those extreme spots when they need yep. to get ready for it. Like he knows they know the basics. He'll run through the basics, but I think he takes more time to do the extreme situations and the two minute drills and the three minutes. And we have the ball with seven fifteen left. And we have this lead where this, this is what's been working. Like, I think that's where he takes his game and raises it above other coaches. And yeah, no Peterson's not there. I don't know if he'll ever be there, but if he can be like half that and maybe get half the amount of rings that Belichick and Brady have gotten, I'll be very happy will be very happy you're gonna be happy yeah you're gonna be happy with two and a half rings yeah three, i will three, take yeah. the half i will take a tie in the super bowl if that counts if it means brady only gets half a ring for the thumb i will take it
1: good um anything else you want to cover about the about the game before we uh, wrap this thing up uh
0: one doug peterson could join a fun group of men of being only the third coach ever that wears a visor to win a super bowl uh the other being john gruden and sean payton
1: yeah i don't um, so i don't like either of those two coaches that so i don't like his odds there
0: uh, i'm gonna go through three quick prop bets with you just because i'm curious of answers okay. so first is gonna be justin timberlake's first song when he comes out um it's gonna be his new song filthy uh he just released
1: his new record man of the woods today um it, he that song's been on the radio it's def it's got like an opening of like a show kind of feel it's the first song on the record I feel like Um, it's gonna be
0: like fifteen seconds though only. It's like gonna be like one of those because it's not a full long, you can't do that whole song.
1: Yeah, I mean he's not gonna do any song all the way through, I don't think. Um it's gonna every single Super Bowl one song, every single Super Bowl performance is basically a medley. Um so I think but I think he will start off with that song filthy. I, I I would probably I would bet a good amount of money on it.
0: All right, so you're going with filthy. I'm actually gonna go I'm gonna go far back. I'm going to start with he's going to start with Crimea River just like the opening with like the guy's voice and like it sounds like rain just cuz I feel like that's an opening for some reason like I feel like he might even have like fake rain hit the stage just to start it off.
1: Yeah. To me uh, to me that just feels like too sappy a
0: song to open the Super Bowl
1: halftime show with. That's why I didn't try to go with anything like that. Yeah,
0: but I feel like that's what he's going to do like the first 15 seconds and then it's going to like build up onto that. I don't know. Could be. You got to go out. You got to think outside of the box. So yeah. All right. So you got that. Uh, Who scores the first touchdown? I don't mean team. I mean player. Right. Um. I I think I'm gonna go with
1: uh I would I think I'm gonna go with Dion Lewis because I think he has an option for run or pass. Um. If the Patriots get the ball. The Patriots have never scored for in the for first quarter in any of the Distributed Bowl wins, by the way. Yeah, it is an um,
0: interesting fact.
1: That's a weird fact, but I don't think, that that's, a, I don't think that's a sustainable trend. Um, they also haven't been scoring first lately, but I think that's also not a sustainable trend. I think they're kind of due. So I think they're due for a quick first quarter score, and I think that Lewis is the best candidate for it because he can either run it in or he could, uh, or he could catch it out of the backfield.
0: Yeah. You know, that's not a bad choice. I'm going to obviously go with the other end of the spectrum and hope that you score first, but I'm actually going to go with none of the big time guys. I'm not going to go with Jeffrey. I'm not going to go with Aguilar or even Tori Smith. I'm going to go with Corey Clement. Uh, they're like third. He's basically taking over the Sproles role. I guess you could say. Um, I think when they get close to the end zone, I feel like it's him. If it's within like 10 to five yards, once it's in five yards, it's, you know, blunt force trauma. Um, but I think that's the smart theory. though.
1: Belichick will never let the uh, will never let the big name guys catch catch a touchdown.
0: Exactly. So I think it's going to be Corey Clement uh, first score, and then last but not least, the classic prop bet: what color Gatorade is going to be thrown on the winning coach?
1: Yeah. Uh, last year it was non-applicable, right? They didn't throw any on Belichick.
0: Yeah. No. I don't know. Yeah. Because I guess oh, because they had to review it, so they weren't sure, and I think that's kind of what stopped it all.
1: I don't think they would throw any on Belichick again. I think he's kind of beyond that.
0: I was watching uh two the two Bills last night. I missed it. I only saw the clip where they refused to go in the Jets locker room.
1: It was pretty good. It was a good. It was a good hour and a half documentary. Very interesting stuff. Really cool old footage of um uh, uh, high definition footage of old games, which I thought was awesome. Yeah. I but they've been throwing Bill. They've been throwing Gatorade on Belichick since the eighties, and I think that he's kind of over it. So I, I honestly don't think that if I think that it'll be non applicable again. I don't think that it, I don't think there'll be any uh, Gatorade uh if the patriots win so i'm gonna go i'm gonna go na
0: oh wow okay you're going with the really off the board with that um yeah i'm gonna go with i feel like somehow they're gonna get specialized gatorade for the eagle side because again if i'm assuming the eagles win i gotta assume that they're the ones dumping the gatorade i think they get green gatorade somehow uh i think Jalen mills if anything with his green hair will have some sort of dye that he can just throw in there and really make it this like full of like green gatorade maybe some underdog mats just all come flooding out at once
1: Not a bad pick. Not a bad pick. I probably, if I was going, if I was picking the Eagles, I'd probably go orange.
0: Yeah, orange is the big one. Orange and blue seem to be like back and forth.
1: Yeah, I'd probably go orange if I was uh, if I was picking the Eagles, but of course I'm not. So I'm going. I'm going. Belichick has been here before. This is his sixth sixth Super Bowl. He knows that this is a long night of of talking and interviewing and whatnot. He does not want to be sticky for it. So I'm going. I'm going.
0: uh, No. No. Gatorade. All right. Last but not least, this has nothing to do with prop bets, but we know the Patriots love, you know, last year was like one for the thumb. This year it's blitz for six. If they win this year, what's their motto going to be going in for next year? Do they already have it? Do we know about it? Do they have enough room for another banner? Like so many questions need to be answered for the Patriots.
1: I would probably say their motto going in next year is going to be fuck you. (laughs) That would probably be my guess if I had to make it or something like that. No, I think it's just, I think it'll just be one big middle finger with seven, with six rings or seven rings piled up on top of it. Nice. Um, No, I don't know. I mean, the Patriots, it's not even, it's not even blitz for six, is it? I mean, it's their official hashtag. No, it's blitz Blitz for six. (laughs) Oh, I thought their official hashtag was not done.
0: No, it probably is. But every single thing last year, it started with it's the blitz for six. Like it's on all the news stations and stuff that I see up here. It's kind of annoying. So that's why I'm asking.
1: Yeah, I all I've all I've seen is not done and um and so my I guess my I guess my official
0: prediction is still not done. Yeah. Yeah, it if the Eagles mean, win, like, I'm pretty sure it's gonna be not- like win a second so we actually know this what happens real because holy shit we actually got one. That doesn't seem right. No. Or grease up the polls again. I don't know. Something like that. Something fun. Yeah, something that's not like just a play on words like blitz for six.
1: <laughs> yeah, you God, can, I you hate can the be mad Patriots. all you want I
0: hate the Patriots so much
1: be mad all you want, that's fine let oh, the
0: hatred run through you I will, but you know what, I'm going to be doing what? what's going to be your go-to Super Bowl snack that should be the last thing we leave it on what's the go-to snack that you're going to be having we're going all out, we're
1: going to a party at Josh and Sarah's, our, our friends um, so they're making a bunch of stuff but we are bringing spinach and artichoke dip nice. or I think we're going to do it in the cast iron skillet with the uh, kind of pizza dough balls around it that's, that's really fun it. Um, and then I'm gonna be making uh, sliders. Ooh. I'm bringing, I'm bringing sliders. I mean, I'm st- I'm torn um, between buffalo chicken, chicken parm, and meatball. So I will keep you posted on what I choose.
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's gonna either go with meatball or uh, what was the first option? Buff chick. Feel it. I feel like you got stray away from that because I feel like someone's gonna have like buffalo chicken dip or something like that. So stick well, to the we we're, wait- we're waiting on the official menu so we can uh, make the okay. go ahead call. You know. Yeah, my go to is here. We're having uh, some family over for it, keeping it low key because I don't need too many patriot fans yelling at me and crying and saying, "Ha ha, you lose, suck it."
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, they'll be crying for happy tears. I'll be crying sad tears.
1: Uh, that's fair.
0: That's what I'm gonna be mixing my drink with actually all night is my salty sad tears. Yeah. Uh, we're doing Southwest egg rolls. Uh, like Yum. little cups. Uh, then we're going to be doing some soy, ginger, chicken wings. Good. Uh, like the classic cheese and crackers, stuff like that. So I'm excited for that. Uh, you know, it's not going to be like sliders or anything. We're not that fancy, but the Southwest egg rolls are pretty delicious. With, yeah, they uh, going to be avocado. more
1: fancy. I'm putting meatball on bread, and you're doing yeah. soy, ginger, chicken wings, and yeah. Southwest egg rolls. So let's They're go already. ahead and pump the brakes there. Yeah,
0: They're already marinating. Uh, I kind of want to just like take them out and cook them now. There but, you go. You know, the most important thing is have fun, be safe, and Patriot to lose. Thanks, man. Have a good one, all right? <laughs> no problem. Thank you, you, too. Everybody enjoy the Super Bowl. Uh, we'll be back within like the next nine months. You know how we do it, sporadic episodes. That's all, what we're all about here. Uh, <laughs> next time we talk, James could be married. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, all right. Enjoy the Super Bowl, guys. James, you enjoy the Super Bowl. Uh, and, yeah, have a good one, guys. Bye guys The sport the stance.